Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity, a podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave AC, for the next hour, while we enjoy some nice wine. man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave A.C. And welcome everyone. Welcome to episode 21, would you believe? Episode 21, we've reached majority. Yes, we have a legal age to drink because this wine podcast is talking about the adult pursuit of enjoying that occasional glass of wine, maybe for some people more than the occasional wine. Yes, this is Dave AC here, hosting on TalkShoe. The call ID is double one double two seven two. The Big and Fruity Wine Podcast on Twitter. We're Big and Fruity, and let me first of all thank Ian again for that intro, and also let me say that once I get to my wine that I have to hand. I will be toasting his good health as I've just uh, read on Twitter that he's uh, about to leave hospital after a little bit of um, an issue, health issue, and uh, very, very pleased indeed to hear that. Okay, the podcast is on Torture, as I said, double one, double two, seven two, and you can join it live every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for those of you like myself who are in the UK, that equates to 10 p.m. GMT. Trying to get the balance right between the two continents where the main bulk of my listeners are from is rather difficult. Much later than this, and the chances of encouraging people from the UK on will be lost any earlier. And I won't get anybody from the States because they will be still at work. But we're working around that at the moment, so let's get on with it. Every week we have a topic, every week we have a wine fact, and every week I have a little wine beside me to enjoy and sip whilst we're talking. And I do encourage you to come on the shows live. When it's just me talking on my own, uh, then we will keep the show to around the 30-minute mark. If we get more callers into the call then we can open up the conversation and maybe go to an hour. The call, of course, goes up onto our site. We also have a 
page on Facebook, the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. And there is also a WordPress site that we have. And the WordPress site is, and let me just, uh, I think I ought to put uh, put this in um, chat. Let me have a little look. It's amazing how many links I seem to have to get ready before this show. And there always seems to be one that I've forgotten. And there it is. It's coming up now. I'll put the Facebook one in first while we wait for that. It's a little bit cumbersome to read out. But if you go to chatgrabber.com, you can get all these links by putting in the show ID. And here we come. It's bigandfruity.wordpress.com. And from both those places, you will be able to listen to the previous episodes. And, of course, we are now on iTunes. So in the iTunes podcast search, put Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. And there are, obviously... 20 other episodes for you to listen back to and enjoy. Okay, the wine that I'm drinking today and the twit pick that I have put up in the room, uh, that's how I do it so that you can have a little look. It is rather unusual, but a fitting wine for today's call. It is indeed a wine from Wales. Wales in Great Britain. And the URL for the picture is twitpick.com forward slash, and then it's numbers and letters. The numbers and then the letters are in small case. So it's twitpick.com forward slash 88 IMWR. That's a rather easy one to remember. And I'm just going to refresh my twitpick page. And there have been 20 views already. Uh, the, some of the wines poured out because uh, I thought before tonight I'd already taken a photograph of the, the bottle before I opened it. But apparently I hadn't. Or I've lost the photograph or it's somewhere deep inside the uh, SD card of my camera. So the wine has a stopper in it there and one good measure of wine poured out. Now, you're wondering why I haven't named the wine, aren't you? Well, I'm stalling because it's Welsh and very, very difficult for me to pronounce. But I will put the name in the text chat and now I will try and read it. It is Gwilan Padrig Riesmon and it's a Welsh wine. So let me spell that all out for you. It's W-I-N-L-L-A-N. Then Padrig, that's P-A-D-R-I-G. Then Y-N-Y-S, not sure how to pronounce that, Mon, M-O-N. It hasn't got a, a year's vintage. It's a medium red wine. It doesn't tell you the grape varietal. Um, and it's uh, 13% by volume. And there's only a, a front label on this. There's no rear label, so there's not an awful lot of information. But luckily, um, I have found the actual site for the actual winemaker. Yes, it's not just bottled in Wales. It's not imported grape juice. The grapes are actually grown in Wales. And the URL for the site is 
www.ukvines.co.uk forward slash vineyards forward slash Landbagvrig. And I'm going to pronounce that. I'll spell it, shall I say. It's L-L-A-N-B-A-D-R-I-G. And I'm not sure how to pronounce the name. But that's the area. And um, it's in North Wales. It's... um, got a, a little map on the page so it's on the way halfway between sort of Liverpool and then Anglesey uh, on the North Wales coast let me read a little bit about it because this is sort of uh, uh, in, integral to today's topic the topic of course is wine from many lands and this is the first in fact let me have a sip this is the first Welsh wine I think I've ever drunk it's got a lovely sort of dark red claret colour and we're getting a, a musty fruit from it. Hmm. Very fruit. In fact, if I... Well, I don't know what the grape is, but I would say it's it's not as heavy as a Merlot, but not as light as a Pinot Noir. But it's possibly got both of those grapes in it let me read what it says on the site Clambadric if that's how you pronounce it is now the most northerly vineyard in Wales the initial experiment involved growing vines in a greenhouse however in 2000 2000 vines were planted on the three acre site uh, 20 to 45 metres above sea level in an east-to-west valley. The direction of the valley allows the southwest wind to ride over the valley and the warm microclimate exists with virtually no frosts and little summer rainfall. The soil is sandy loam containing gravel and large stones, which placed under the vines increases the night warmth. Drainage is good, but has been proved on the lower slopes to assist the runoff rainfall. The winery and sales outlet was developed from derelict farm buildings. And um, I believe you actually can go and visit this vinery. Uh, it's in, um, and let me give you a telephone number just in case you're in the UK and want to try visiting it. It's um, 01407 710416. And uh, this is one of a group of sites um and um that that I can find from an index of actually uh English and Welsh wine vineyards and the URL for that is www.ukvines.co.uk forward slash index and uh that has uh obviously mostly the English ones on it and then there is, um, let's get the uh, companion one up to that. In actual fact, I think, where's it gone? So many. We'll click on the link in a moment, folks. We'll be with right with you. Let me put it in the text. Here we are. The Welsh equivalent of that is 
www.ukvines.co.uk forward slash wine Cymru that's C-Y-M-R-U dot H-T-M-M and of course that is the Welsh section of this site and uh, I'm going to uh, put that in there and just have a little look at just how widespread the vineyards are in actual fact, as I said, this is the most northerly one. Although, looking at the map on this uh, Cumbria page, there does appear to be a couple of other vineyards marked on Anglesey itself. But I'm not too sure how productive they are. And surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, most of the actual vineyards are in the South Wales vineyards. In the South Wales, sorry, South Wales area. That's where the most vineyards are. So lots of little sites. They're fairly simple sites here that you can check out. And um, there are lists of uh, links to contact and check all the different vineyards. In fact, I'll put one last link for those because, you know, they are, for me, local wineries. And I suppose I should mention them. It's www.ukvines.co.uk forward slash wines, forward slash link menu, HTML. And uh, that gives you a quite comprehensive list of all the different vineyards. Uh, oh, there's probably one of the more famous ones is Three Choirs. Certainly heard of Three Choirs. I'm looking to see if any of the other ones that come to mind. Fleur Fields, I think I've heard of that. And any others? Not too sure if I've heard Chapel Down. I've heard of Chapel Down as well. Um, and there's certainly a large number of them. Manorfield and Chilton Hall, I think I've also heard of. So a lot of good uh, links there if you're interested in finding about UK wineries. Okay, so that's just a little bit of... Uh, facts about that before we actually talk about um, wines from many lands. So with that, let me just have a little sip. You know, that's rather nice. I should say a thank out, by the way. I can't tell you how much this costs. Uh, one of my friends that I see regularly, who has actually just now moved to Wales, Richard, hi Richard, if you're listening, uh, he presented me as a gift, this wine, and um, he had no idea what it tasted like, but uh, on sort of a customising himself to his new home uh, in Wales, um, he uh, in Landudno that is, um, he found this little vineyard and brought me back the wine. So that was very nice, as guests three pops in, very briefly, and out. Okay, so let me talk about um, countries. Well, next week, uh, I'm splitting this topic up into two goals, in fact, because uh, next week, I'm going to concentrate on the wine countries that I nearly always buy my wine from. Yes, uh, next week, the episode 22 is entitled My Top wine countries because I find that I buy and drink wines from perhaps only a handful maybe six or seven different countries 
and that probably accounts for 90% of the wines that I drink. But of course, wines are grown in a vast number of countries. Uh, I believe in the United States, um, virtually every state produces wine at some level. Now we're going to start off with um, the more <clears throat> well-known countries. So I've gone to the wiki here, and this is a list of the wine-producing countries, and this is really the one to go to for the top. In fact, it lists the top 35 wine-producing countries, and the link for this is um, enwikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash list underscore of underscore wine-producing underscore countries. So this may not surprise you if you are a drinker of wine. Um, let's see if there are any surprises. Well, who do you think is the biggest wine producer by uh, tonnage, would you say? We don't go by bottles here. We're going by tons. What did you say? Did you say Australia? No, you're wrong. Did you say the United States? No, you're wrong. Did you think Argentina? Well, no, again, you'd be wrong. And South Africa and France, you'd be wrong. The number one wine-producing country, and this, Mike, if you're listening, is almost a trivia question, is Italy. Italy produces, um, and this, oh, by the way, I should say, are the figures uh, back to 2009, which are the most current figures available, produced uh, 4 million... 994,940, almost 5 million tonnes, metric tonnes of wine. And that is Italy, ranked number one as a wine-producing country. Followed fairly uh, shortly behind by France with over 4.5 million tonnes. And then we drop uh, down to 3.25 million tonnes for Spain in third place. And the United States has less than half the production of France. The United States, 2.2 million tonnes. And then we have a surprise. Well, surprise for me indeed, because the next country, as guest four pops into the room, welcome guest four. This is the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. You're listening to episode 21 with myself, Dave AC. Today, the topic is wine from many lands. I started by just saying that I'm drinking for me an unusual wine today, and I will just put the TwitPick link in the room again so you can check. I'm drinking a Welsh wine, which is a first for myself. But at the moment, we've got um, a link in here, and we're looking at um, a wiki page for the largest wine producers in the world. As of 2009, and I'll recap those top four again. In first place, Italy, then France, then Spain, and the United States. Number five is a bit of a surprise. The fifth producing country is, in fact, China. Now, that probably seems rather surprising, not because uh, it isn't a very large country indeed, but, of course, most of the wine there that is produced is for domestic consumption. And therefore, they are not really great exporters of wine. And we'll just go down to 10 for, for the purposes of today's show. In sixth position with uh, 1.2 million tonnes, Argentina. 
then 1.1 million tonnes Australia, uh, and then in eighth place, South Africa, just over 1 million tonnes, and then 9 and 10, fairly near together, are Chile at 9 and Germany at 10, both just under a million. And I've said this before, by the way, that uh, some of these countries, particularly Australia, has got very much ideal con uh, conditions for growing wine. The limiting factor there is the water supply. Uh, if they could irrigate larger areas of Australia, uh, they could certainly double the production uh, fairly easily. Certainly in South uh, East Australia, uh, there are lots of uh, Clare Valley areas and beautiful areas where um, Heath, the Heathcote area, and lots of... Uh, places, Barossa and that, where really um, those are the top wines come from. But they could certainly increase their production quite easily. Okay, so those are the top ones. And let me just go see if there's any strange ones that make get high into that list. Well, at 14 is Greece with nearly half a million tonnes. Moldova with a quarter of a million tonnes at 22 Quite a lot of Middle Eastern countries, of course, there. Um, we obviously think of Hungary and Austria and Ukraine, maybe. But Bulgaria, Moldova, uh, Switzerland. Well, that's not Middle East, uh, Eastern Europe, but you know what I mean. And then we get countries like Cyprus, um, Israel. Israel, 35, with just uh, 6,500 tonnes at much smaller scale, of course. So basically, you have eight countries producing over a million tonnes each, and then another um, five or six countries producing over half a million tonnes. So I think that's rather interesting. Let's have a look at um, some of the, um, perhaps, uh, let me find my little links again. Amazing how I find that I've got so many links open. Well, we're not going to go into all the strange ones, but um, here we are. Let's just drill down a little bit with this information. I'm not going to go too much overboard on it. In fact, I think I'd better have a little sip. I am supposed to be relaxing and chatting with other wine users on this podcast. I don't want it to become an itinerary of me listing things, but um, we're still on Wiki, and the URL is enwikipedia.org. En, of course, stands for English Language Wiki. Uh, forward slash wiki, forward slash list underscore of underscore wine-producing regions. And then this is um, something that I think you ought to go and check out yourself, because it's rather a complex page, but it does give you some of the main... Um, areas of uh, the countries where you get the wines from. So, um, for instance, in South Africa, there's um, uh, about 10 main areas that are uh, the main producers from there. Argentina, of course, has uh, uh, lots of uh, areas. Brazil, um, Chile, different uh, areas, uh, the Maipo Valley, the most famous one to me, and then Mexico and United States, of course Napa Valley in the United States, a lot of other regions. In fact, 
the uh, the list for the United States is really comprehensive here on this wiki page. And um, and and of course, the complication of me even trying to cover France is um, perhaps uh, <laughs> unbelievably difficult. I think what I will do is put one more link in for France itself because virtually. Uh, I don't know, perhaps 50% of it seems to be under viticulture. And the URL for that is enwikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash file colon viticulture underscore France SVG. And there's a lovely little map there showing obviously the Rhone, the Bordeaux region, the Loire Valley, uh, and all the different, uh, the... Uh, Long Dock, Roussillon region, um, Champagne, um, and all the different sections, uh, Bourgogne, um, Beaujolais, uh, and, and all the smaller producing areas in France. So lovely to uh, just check that out. And of course, you'll find vast amounts on the internet about the French uh, wine I was going to use the word industry, and I think uh, that is probably the correct. Now, we've got about another five or six minutes, unless we get other people on the call. So what I'm going to do, since I am drinking a Welsh wine, I'm going to go to uh, a link or two more. And um, these are uh, sort of countries you might not have thought about. I'm not going to really read much about them, but um, apparently one of the up-and-coming countries for wine is India. And the URL I'm going to put in here is www.wineindia.in. And um, you can find out a little bit about uh, the wines of India there. So an awful lot of uh, places that you need to think about if these wines. And I'm going to go quickly through these links and I'm going to go to one more, in fact, I think. I think we're going to chill out in a moment. So I'll just have one more link. And this is to uh, vinography.com, a, a blog. And uh, one of the things I was thinking about when I found out that I had this Welsh wine to drink and some of the perhaps more obscure countries where wine is produced, uh, one of the things is that the, these countries... All they produce, you know, uh, thousands of bottles, not thousands of tons of wine. So um, I was looking around this um, this blog, and there's a lovely little uh, section there, and it's called "How Small Is Small Production." So this is on the Vinography uh, page. So that's www. Vinography. I better spell it out. V i n o g-r-a-p-h-y dot com forward slash archives forward slash 2007 forward slash 04 forward slash how small is small production and um, uh, let me uh, read a little bit about it because I do want you to actually go to the blog um, Jill, one of the readers sent in a question uh, this is in 2007 just wondering, what level of case production do you think qualifies wine as mass-produced versus limited production? 
I know it's not a cut and dry thing, and factors such as how the wine is made and not just quantity dictate this. But as a general rule, do you have a figure in mind? And the writers of the blog say, um, well, actually, the more they thought about it, the more arbitrary the number that they came up with was, and the less qualified they feel to actually answer. And finally, they came to the the, the conclusion that um, it was something that they would rather have feedback on and decide. The Great Houses of Bordeaux, though, it quotes, um, the Great Houses of Bordeaux, that all critics agree are some of the finest wines ever made, are made in quantities exceeding 30,000 cases. So what then is mass-produced when you exceed 100,000 cases are some such arbitrary figure as that and I'm just going to read actually uh, this chill who actually ends up in one sense I think giving a really good answer to her own question so well done chill and here it goes oh sorry not it's actually answered by Jen to Jill uh, my apologies for that reading it um, Jen wrote Jill I agree that it all depends on a legit response but I have a general rule that I use, and I'm happy to share it with you. Particularly when visiting a wine country area, I found that 10,000 cases are less. The attitude of the winery is more of a farm than an operation. At 5,000 cases or less, you can probably actually talk to the winemaker themselves, walk through the vineyard, and get a much more personal connection. This has no bearing on the quality of the wine, only on the quantity of the connection you will make with the brand. But sometimes that's just as meaningful. So I like that, uh, and I like that uh, a lot. And I, I'm going to just change my mind and give one more link, because one of the places where I do buy uh, a lot of my wine from, as I mentioned before, is a UK online supplier called Naked Wines. And the URL for that is www.nakedwines.com and one of the great things about that is that nearly all the suppliers that they've hooked up with are small case productions and the reason why they come to Naked Wines and why the Naked Wines uh, customers go to Naked Wines is because here in the UK most wines 95% of wines now are sold through the supermarkets but a supermarket will not deal with a supplier if he can't supply, you know, a thousand stores around the country. And each of those thousand stores might want, um, you know, 12 dozen cases. So they've got to have really large supplies and guarantee supplies uh, to be able to um, uh, deliver to those supermarkets. And, of course, many of them can't do that. They may only have, you know, a small area actually under plantation. So that's where something like Naked Wines comes into its own because even if they've only got 10,000, 15,000, 5,000, 50,000 bottles in a good year, uh, they can sell them some locally, some actually on their farm and some internationally through um, online dealers such as Naked Wines. So everybody benefits with that. And, uh, of course, the, I should just say uh, Naked Wines is limited to UK buyers. And the, the payoff for the buyers is where you get a little bit closer to the actual wine producers and you get a, 
uh, a reduced payment on the wines. That used to be what was called a cashback service, so you would pay possibly eight to ten pounds for the bottles of wine and get two or three pounds back at a later date. Now they are discounted about 25% on purchase. So it means that for a half a dozen buyer wines, you're probably paying between 50 and 60 pounds. And of course, there are much better wines on offers. So you could easily spend 100 pounds for six wines, should you so choose. I think the dearest wine I got most recently was for 18 pounds with about a four pound cashback. Okay, well, we're at 32 minutes. And since I like to come on here and relax, and I can't do so when I have to talk non-stop without anyone else here in the room with me. If you'll forgive me, I think we'll call today's topic at an end. So, yes, go and look out there on Wiki and other places. There are wines from many lands. If you think you've tried most wines, believe me, you have not. It would probably take most people five lifetimes to taste even a 10% of the wines that are on offer. Next week, episode 22, same time on TorchU, TorchU ID double one double two seven two, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m. GMT. The topic is my top wine countries. Yes, it's a very personal selection of why 80 to 90% of the wines I drink come from a handful of countries, five, six, seven at the most, I would think, and we will talk about those in a little bit more detail next weekend. And with that, we'll play out with our PodSafe music. Thanks again, Ian. Hope you're feeling better. Also to Bruce, my friend on TalkShoe. Hope he's feeling better soon. And also on TalkShoe, Kerry, whose wife has been poorly. Best wishes to you. And to all three of you, I toast one more time. You know, this Welsh wine is rather nice. Bye, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.